Hey everybody, Scott here with another week of KC Greats. In the last year, I've been privileged to meet and work with a number of exceptional people because of my day job. And one of them, Kendall Hale, just happened to be the head tennis coach at UMKC. I asked Kendall to be a guest today on the show for a couple of reasons. First off, he's an exceptional athletic professional. He's won several conference, regional, and national level Coach of the Year awards at his time at UMKC. And second, I guess I want to use this episode to remind people that UMKC is more than just a commuter school near the plaza. Personally, I'm guilty of letting the, quote, big state schools like KU and MU overshadow the the view that I have of quality schools like UMKC. And really, simply taking it for granted. In reality, it's an excellent asset to our city, and that excellence is growing every year. So I really enjoyed learning more about a small part of UMKC's excellence, and I hope I get the chance to speak with more leaders from different organizations that are affiliated with them. So enjoy the show. folks, this is Scott, back for another week of Casey Greats. I'm here today with a uh, friend of mine, Kendall Hale, who just happens to be the head tennis coach at UMKC. And if you're like me, you may even be surprised that UMKC has a tennis program or even other athletics. It's just been our, our city school here in Kansas City for so long, I think a lot of people have taken it for granted. So, um, learn a little bit more about them and a little bit about Kendall. So how are you today, man? Doing great. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. Oh, this this is, be fun. This is something different. Uh, we, we haven't gone to athletics yet on the show, and this is going to be kind of unique. But, well, tell us a little bit uh, about you, Kendall. Are you a, are you a uh, Kansas City native, or how long have you been here? Actually, I'm a native Texan. Uh-oh. Uh, Uh-oh. Yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> I've been here since college. I got recruited and played at Northwest Missouri State. So okay. So I'm a Bearcat as well. Yeah, I'm a uh, Bearcat. That's fair enough. And you I married a spoof hound, which uh, my wife okay. was right there in Maryville, so uh, Tracy. And so my roots are now here in Kansas City. So you'll probably be the only... Uh, I'll be the only Texan that ever says I like Missouri better than uh, Texas. You probably will be, because I lived in Texas for a while, and they have had Texas roommates in college. They, they are prideful. Very sure. much so. But that's okay. Yeah. We'll, no. we'll, we'll I still love Texas for all my Texas friends out there. Certainly. Absolutely. Well, something here in the Midwest. I mean, tennis isn't the biggest sport. Right. So how did you come by it? Is it bigger in Texas, like everything, I guess? Or? Well, yeah. Um, in most of the southern states, like Texas, where it's warmer year-round, mm-hmm. Florida, California are the big tennis states. Oh, that makes sense. So, yeah, so they're able to play outdoors a lot longer. It's not as expensive for them because they can find a park somewhere to play. So up here we have to go indoor, and it costs a lot of money to, to go in and play indoors. It's expensive sport okay. uh, as far as that's concerned. So It's, it's funny you say that because it seems like equipment-wise you're not right. talking about no. you know the same amount as others. Yeah, no, not as not as bad, but you know, you, once you calculate all the travel that you do for tournaments and indoor court that time and things like that, it it can become expensive. Interesting. Okay, so so you've been in Missouri for quite a while, right. it sounds like, and you know what ended up bringing you to to UMKC specifically? 
Wow, that's a crazy story. I was at Rockers for 13 years, okay. right across the street. And I heard the position at UMKC was opening, and I'm like, okay, this is my competition. I want to see what I'm going to be up against. So I throw my name in the hat, and I go over there, and they they basically are saying they're going to put a lot of emphasis on athletics because they don't want to be that commuter school anymore. Right. They want to be a school where there's residential, uh, residential areas that mm-hmm. the guys can live. And athlete, athletics is a great way for them to have a good experience while they're on campus. Well, it's, that's such a big part of the college experience yeah, for a lot yeah. of kids that if that isn't at least emphasized to some extent, it's not going to want to draw on that. Right, exactly. Right, so. And so I saw that, and they were saying that we're going to hire the first full-time coach we've ever had. We're oh, going to wow. have full-time assistants. We're going to give, uh, increase the scholarships. And I'm like, uh-oh. <laughs> so you got a chance, it sounds like, to really build a program exactly. from scratch. Yeah. The girls' team, when I first got there, was 0-58. and 58. Ouch. They had not won a match, and, and they were scheduling like 12 matches a year. So you can imagine how many years that, w- that was that some of the seniors had never won one match. Oh. So it's going to be a uh, it's going to be a boat to turn, but uh, over the years I think we've done a, a pretty good job of turning that boat around. Okay, so when did that start your time at uh, UMKC yeah. from Rockhurst? When was that? Gosh, that's been about twelve years now. Okay, yeah. so pretty entrenched. Yeah, pretty entrenched now, and and I still love Rockhurst and the people over there. It's a great great school, great organization. Um, but now we get to play D one ball, and that's something I've nice. always been dreaming of, and. And talk, talking about stereotypes for UMKC, that's probably one of the biggest ones. Nobody really knows we're Division One, Yeah. And we're right sandwiched in the middle of KU and MU. Mm-hmm. And, hey, we're Kansas City's Division One university. And we want people to know that and be proud of that. That's so funny because I, when you came in, I had mentioned that really my whole life, it's been there. And I've been familiar with Kansas City. But UMKC's always kind of been an afterthought. Right. And... That's not really fair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's a lot of great <laughs> programs, obviously. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a couple of years ago we saw the um, the men's basketball team put down Mizzou, and I think that kind of opened a lot of people's eyes to what's down there, and it just is growing even more now. Exactly, so. and that's it's exciting to see. If I challenge people to go drive through the campus because mm-hmm. before I interviewed, I had never really driven through the campus. And just to see what they have on campus now, the the Block School of Business and all the things that they're building. They're building a Whole Foods grocery store right on campus. No kidding. Yeah, just that. crazy stuff that's really happening. And uh, it's growing, and it's going to be on the radar pretty soon. Huh, that's pretty cool. Whoa. Yeah. Now, I know, knowing you, you're a pretty humble guy. You would tout a lot of this. But in, in a little bit of research... I was able to find, I think, seven different conference coach of the year awards that you've got, five others to include NCAA regional coaches of the year, U.S. Pro Tennis Association coach of the year a couple times. I mean, surely there's calls from some of the bigger places. There have been some. And, you know, I love it here. You know, my family's here. Um, I've got family up in Maryville now. And, of course, Texas is always a temptation to go back there. But um, I, I really enjoy UMKC's atmosphere, what we've developed there. And I, and I sort of have a pride that it, it's sort of my baby, you know, and I want to make sure it, 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 it takes off and stays growing and, and becomes that person I really I think it can be. That's really cool, man. Yeah. I think that I, a common theme that I notice through all these that I do is that people – 
who really love Kansas City, they love it because of the people and that attitude of, I want to build something that has legacy Mm -hmm. and really means something to the town and is a part of it. I think that is very common. So it doesn't surprise me to hear you say that. Right. Well, so as far as tennis wise, Mm -hmm. what are, you know, we're, we're really becoming kind of a place on the map for tennis now right. with your program and some of the other uh, mm-hmm. private programs, right? I mean, right. we've seen um, Jack Sock has, has gone right. fairly international, right? right? And isn't there a pro tour that stops through Kansas City? Yeah, there's uh, several well? satellite feature things that happen throughout the year. And uh, so, yeah, we've tennis in Kansas City, it's, and it's an amazing thing that we've had, I actually hosted T, uh, two uh, Division two national championships here in Kansas City. Cool. I've talked to a lot of those coaches, and now some of those players that played that are now coaching, and they remember Kansas City is their favorite event they ever attended. Um, they love the Midwest. They love the plaza area mm-hmm. where we play. They love the hotel. Just the whole experience and the people, they always mention about how friendly the people were uh, here in Kansas City. So we're getting a great reputation of being a great tennis city. That's cool. That's something that, that I think no one would really think about. Right. You know, just walking around town normally. So where do you, where do you, where do players come from? Where, where do they come to UMKC from? Uh, well, that is a is tremendous it, question because I have 13 countries represented on my two teams. No kidding. Right. And uh, U.S. being a, a good part of that. But remember I told you we weren't very uh, successful there at the beginning. Uh-huh. And so to get the good U.S. players to come to a losing program was really hard. Mm-hmm. So I had to go the international route um, to wow. get started. And, and so I, I got quite a few internationals, very talented internationals, who come in and sort of put us on the radar fairly quickly for the guys. And now for the girls, we're just now turning that boat. This team is probably the best I've ever coached in my whole 23 years of coaching. So, so you're going to... You know the Slavic states, Germany, places like France, uh, things like that, to bring players over, give them an opportunity, right. education-wise, and really well, Scott, this program. is an interesting fact. What do you think tennis is in the United States for popularity? Gosh, behind nowadays with soccer, football, mm-hmm. baseball, basketball, right. fifth, sixth total. It's in the teens. Fifteen to sixteen is where it averages. You're kidding. Yeah, and then in the world. It's number four. And so the pool of players that I have to deal with, like Baghdadis is like the Jordan of his country, Michael Jordan of his country. So everybody wants to be like, you know, Baghdadis in Greece. So um, huh. so that's what happens is you get these stars like Nadal and Federer uh-huh. and all these guys. Well, that's their Jordan. And so you get a lot of people wanting to be like that. And so the pool of athletes are just so tremendous. Kids, kids are picking up a racket. Exactly. Naturally, early. a lot earlier than... Yeah. Than just the random, hey, I had to take underwater basket weaving. I also need a, an, an athletics credit, so I'm going to take tennis. Right. Okay. And so. TV is also a big part of that because what do you see college right. athletics? You see college football. You see mm-hmm. college basketball. And all that is just inundated with our the, the young people. And so that's the first sports that they usually do. Interesting. Yeah. So how do you... That, that kind of blows my mind. Yeah. How do you find players overseas nowadays? Obviously... Yeah. It's got to be a lot easier now than 23 years ago with the internet and everything and finding these kids. And that's huge. And the the contacts I've made over the years have really helped. Um, We call them pipelines. So at Rockers, I had a New Zealand pipeline. Really? Where I would just get player after player after player who knew their coaches said, hey, they had a great experience. 
and they would send their next best player over. And so it would just be a continuation of, of players I've had in the past. Okay, so this is similar to some of the basketball guys that go out to the AAU coaches and establish that relationship that's just exactly. a little bit longer distance for you guys. It, right, right. That's a great way of putting it. Okay, so yeah. you've probably then over the years had some of your players um, come play, maybe go professional, and maybe then coach in their countries at home, right? Correct. That's uh-huh. huge. That is huge. Um, and the experience they had, usually... When I was at Rockers, when I would try to go internationally, they didn't know the difference between Division One, Division Two, and they would come sight unseen without official visits, that kind of thing. Yeah. Nowadays, that doesn't happen. So because they know. they've grown up, and now they're back over there, and they're saying, "Hey, go Division One if you get a chance. You get more equipment, you yeah. get more a better experience, better travel." Okay. And so now it's sort of a stereotype across the the country. If you go over the states, go Division One. Interesting. Yeah, so it's, it's, it is an interesting process, but um, the internationals that I have are just top quality people, and that's what I like the most. I've learned more about every culture <laughs> that I've recruited and just uh, who they are as a, as a culture and the things that, from food to the music huh. to everything. It's just that's, been a, That's really neat. It sounds like, I mean, you guys have a, you know, college is one thing where people go to experience a diverse culture and other people, but man, you're talking 13 countries all right. every day together for a couple hours. That's something kind of different. It's a mix. It's a melting pot. It's a create. <laughs> it's a little United States all in one little in a 15 passenger van. Uh, that might create some interesting road trips, <laughs> it, it, depending it on the personalities. Yeah, especially when you get a couple of the same country and they're talking in a foreign language in the back seat, and you don't know if they're talking about you or not. <laughs> So I, I need to take more language courses so I know exactly what they're saying back there. But that's it's, cool. It's, yeah. So have you picked up other languages through the way or snippets of? The, yes, and most of the time it's words I probably not want to <laughs> to say out loud. Uh, but uh, yeah, you have learned the the phrases and the and the things like that. I've tried to learn Spanish and, and give it a good shot so I can I can operate a little un bit. poco. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. a little bit. Well, that's cool, man. Well. What, uh, player-wise, who would you consider, I mean, knowing you, the type of guy you are, you consider all your players a success, because you're you're probably not building them just for tennis, you're building them for life. Exactly. Um, But, you know, what are some of the big successes? Would would there be people we've seen on TV, or stuff like that? Most of the, it's it's like um, baseball and football here, to try to get to the pros in tennis. phenomenally difficult. It is phenomenally difficult. And we have guys that are, have made attempts uh-huh. and made up into, I'd say, in the three to four hundreds that's in the world, which is hard. still amazing. Yeah, that's, that's, that's to say you're three hundred in the world of, of thousands and thousands of players. That's a that's an honor. But um, we've actually had one of my players. He qualified for the U.S. Open qualifier, which awesome. um, they they made it to the finals. He was one round away from the U.S. Open. Uh, Patrick Smith. So. It's been some of those exciting moments. I've got some really good players that I know could play professionally, but a lot of them are getting business degrees and really are studying to be something else other than they're using tennis as just a mode of getting that education, it's which is great vehicle. as well. Well, that's right. a, I mean, it's not like they're going to drop it. It's not. It's yeah. not like football, where once you walk off that field, you're done. Right. It's a life sport. Exactly. I mean, they can keep doing this forever. Yeah. Very good point. Kendall, you mentioned um, some of your folks getting like business degrees. Right. 
And that's something that it seems like UMKC has really made its mark at in the last few years. Kind of the same time frame that you've built your program mm-hmm. is the B-School has really come on the scene and working with um, the Block family and uh, entrepreneurship and things like that. Does that impact your program as well and the types of kids you get or what? It does because the majority of the internationals want to come to, to get a business degree. Okay. That's their number one degree, I think, from all the international kids that I have is business. And actually, it affects my family. My daughter was just at hearing Henry Block last night. He's 90-something years old giving speeches oh, at the university. the Rainier yes. Institute. They exactly. They uh, one of their Wednesday programs. Exactly. And they were there, and his son was there. And I actually give uh, Mr. Block lessons at, when I was a pro at Casey Country <laughs> You're Club. kidding. And I was hitting with him, and I was just joking with him, like, so, Mr. Block, what do you do for a living? You know, and just giving him a hard time. But he's just a super guy who loves to give back to Kansas City. So what you're saying is you're really the reason that the business school... Yeah, I, I didn't want to say that. You know, I, didn't want to, I don't want to brag on that. But, but no, I wish. I wish. He's just a great addition. What, what, what a neat tie-in to one of the legacy families of Kansas City. And, Big time. And seeing the impact that they're making there, too. Yeah. So Big that's time. pretty cool. Yeah. Well, I know... Um, the school is involved in, in a lot of charitable type things. Are there ones that your program or, and, and are special to you that you guys are involved in? Yes. Uh, to be our Tennis teams, especially, we're very involved with Genesis, which is a, a school that does minority kids. So we give them lessons um, oh, cool. periodically, our team does. We've actually gone to a lot of the different uh, clubs and give their juniors lessons because um, we want to give back to our city as much as possible. The boys and uh, girls clubs are huge, especially for our basketball teams, where they bring all them in and give them free pizza and let them see a game at Municipal. So really trying to, to give back to Kansas City is a huge part of our athletic program at UMKC, Very big cool. time. Well, it's, I imagine it's going to be neat, too. I mean, especially with you guys with so many diverse international mm-hmm. uh, players. To get them out in the community, that's great for kids to meet folks from other cultures, right. uh, no matter where they're at in life. That's really cool. Exactly. So, well, <clears throat> what if somebody wanted to come and see you guys play? Where do you where do you play at? Mm-hmm. When when is a tennis season for college stuff like that? Uh, sorry, I'm ignorant of these things. No, that's a great <laughs> question. Thank you for doing that. Uh, we play at the Plaza Tennis Center, which is right down by the fa- big fountain okay. there on the plaza. Uh, and by the way, that's a that's a public facility. Most people don't know that that's, that's not a private club. It's not a private club, and you can go down there, pay a, a small amount, it's like seven dollars an hour or something to that nature, and I had no idea. and go down and play and have a great night on the plaza and play some tennis. And uh, but it's also home of the Ruse, and that's where we play all our matches. And just unlike any of the other sports that you go to, we're free, and so you can come anytime. Awesome. Check out our schedule on the web. We got we're playing UConn this year. We're playing. Um, I, let me see who else is coming our way. We had some big-time programs. New Mexico State's coming. Uh, a lot of our conference school, we have a conference cluster here for our women. Uh, so you'll see all the WAC opponents coming in okay. to play our team. So we got we play big names. That's something I don't shy away from. And um, we'll have uh, K-State and uh, MU in the same weekend. So any cool. of the, the alumni from those that just want to watch their teams play, we invite you down and, it's, it's a great time. 
Now, what uh, what usually happens when you take on the KUs and the MUs? Do you guys teach them how to play? I wish we did. Uh, we're getting to that level. Uh, we're still considered a mid-major. Something okay. An award we won, which I, I'm very proud of, is we went the furthest in the national tournament for any school that didn't have football. Oh. Uh, which okay. is a, it's a huge, yeah. pretty endeavor, big endeavor to go. Our tournament, our ending tournament, is like the NCAA March Madness, the basketball. Huge. It's 64 draw, and uh, oh. to make that is the pinnacle of our, <clears throat> our game, just like basketball. Absolutely. It's a pinnacle, and you uh, that's what we all strive for, to get the rings. And and um, our bad thing is we've when we made the tournament, we've made it four years. We've had to play Texas, Oklahoma, um, UCLA, who was number one in the I nation. I think they're, they're great. I mean, <laughs> yeah. And we played UCLA when they're number one in their, their, their arena, which Connors played for UCLA. So <laughs> just walking into that arena that seats probably 20,000 was quite an honor for our cool. UMKC Roos there in, in UCLA uh, in L.A. So. Now, I forgot to ask this earlier, but it seems like nowadays, you mentioned that Jimmy Connors played at UCLA. Yeah. It seems like nowadays that doesn't happen as much, that maybe the kids get groomed and just skip the college and go straight pro. Is that kind of the case? That is changing drastically. Really? With John Isner um, is a huge – they had a list that they posted. It was on Facebook the other day of all the guys that were in the U.S. Open that had played college tennis. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, they might not stay their whole college career, sort they of like basketball. Yeah, they start off a couple of years – but the ones that are, 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 are playing now, like Ryan Harrison, all those guys, you know, they've, they've played that college tennis and had that experience. So, okay. Yeah. So that, at least for a long time, it didn't seem like that. They it were did, bringing yeah. them up at 14 and 15 and years old. Years yeah. old. That's changing because USDA is actually promoting a college as, okay. as a great option to stair-step into the Pro Tour. Interesting. Yeah. Well, that's good to know. I mean, that, that yeah. can't be a bad thing, I think, yeah. for the sport. Now, Sock missed it. There's, there's exceptions to uh-huh. the rule. Sock. Was um, I would have loved to see him in college though. Yeah. I would have loved to see that how well he would have done because uh, he's he's an amazing player. Most of my guys trained at the same academy as him, and so okay. they they're good practice partners and friends with him. So Neat. we still get to keep. Well, up it's with cool him. that we've had that connection. He seems to be another one that really embraces being from KC, big time, and yeah. loving it. And you know, who doesn't love it? Right, right. <laughs> so when is the tennis season for for college? Is it Spring, fall? We do both. We have a short fall. Um, The fall consists more of individual tournaments. Um, My number one player, who was the WAC uh, player of the year last year, got invited to the Oracle in Pepperdine University in California, Malibu, where he will compete with every most valuable player from every other conference. Oh, that's cool. And it's a great idea for a tournament, and we're very excited to go to that in October. But that's what that looks like. Um, it's more individualized tournaments. In our spring, we're actually going to be taking a trip to Barcelona and South France in January. That's nice. starts our season, and then we'll end in May. So it goes all the way from January to the, so to the middle of May. So all spring, then, we can look for events down at the Plaza sure Tennis Center to come down and, and Check the see schedule. It. And when, when you guys play, does that encompass singles, doubles, things like that? Yeah, the format is you start out with three doubles. Um, each, uh, if we win two out of three, it counts as a point. If you win all three, it counts as just one point. Okay. And then you have six singles. So it's a first to four. Hmm. So, and it's, it can get it really exciting. Um, if, you've, 
if you think tennis is just yeah, sip your <laughs> sip your tea and have some strawberries and cream, that's not a college tennis match. There's hooping, there's hollering, there's uh, excitement. It's totally different than any experience. It's sort of like world team tennis that yeah. we had in Kansas City here for a long time. Very very similar to that. That's cool yeah. to know. We'll have to get uh, get down and see it. You said it's free. Why not? That's right. Go eat on the plaza afterwards, you know? You can't I beat that, that date. Yeah. Well, a little bit off the tennis side of things, okay. I like to ask folks this, yeah. and uh, I have a feeling you'll have some good ones. Um, since you've been in Kansas City so long, what do you consider, and this could be restaurants, parks, anything, what, what would you consider kind of your hidden gems in Kansas City you think everybody should know about? Right. Great question. I was just asking that we had a small group at our house what they like about Kansas City the most. Mm -hmm. And a couple people brought something up that it triggered it for me. This is what I like most about Kansas City, is the districts and how the, you can go to a district like the West Bottoms. Mm -hmm. It's a totally different experience. You go to Power and Light District, amazing experience. You go to the, the River Market, you get a totally different. It's totally different. You can go to Legends, you can go to Zona Rosa. It's like a different vacation spot everywhere you go. And I think that hit it on the, the head for me that that's what I like most about Kansas City. It's like a vacation town that you can do something different every weekend if you wanted to. I like that. We'll have to pitch that to the uh, visitors it's uh, huge. bureau yeah. or something. But, no, that's really good. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I agree with you. I was out with my brother at Knuckleheads last yeah. night. And, you know, some people might consider it's a little rougher area in uh -huh. town. But... Great place, great people, you know, you get that everywhere. What's your favorite food in Kansas City? I'll have to throw it back on Oh, you. man, that's... You have a favorite place? ever bounced it back. I know. Um, you know what? I'm pretty simple. I like uh, I like a lot of our barbecue. Yes. Um, I like some of our local ones we got up here up north with mm -hmm. next year's winter and Hogjaw, or I, th I think they're, that's what they're called, uh -huh. uh, down in Riverside. Those guys are really good. And uh, every once in a while, I like to go to Frog Lake Friday at the Red X. So, okay, I've never been there. Well, there That's you go. Be I mean, my next if you don't mind trip. eating at a uh, <laughs> at a supermarket, so you can get frog legs on Friday. So, and I'm pretty sure they have catfish fillets and stuff like that. So, I'm I'm not that. Uh, not that fancy. <laughs> no, that sounds good. <laughs> but that's a good stuff to me. So sounds good. For sure. But Well, where can we find information out about uh, your program and stuff that you guys are doing? I Make sure I get the websites and stuff right. Yeah, it's umkckangaroos.com. Okay. Uh, that's our, our athletic website. Um, and this might sound egotistical, but <laughs> I have my own website, but it's for recruiting purposes. Oh, it's okay. www.kendallhale.com. Okay, two, two L's? Yeah, E-L-L-K-E-N-D-E-L-L-H-A-L-E. And that gives you a great picture of the atmosphere of our teams because I have videos on there. I have uh, pictures of the intensity of our players and and just it'll give you an atmosphere of what it's like to be a, a UMKC kangaroo on the the teams that we that we that I coach. So. Very cool. Well, I'm excited to to watch a little more about that, yeah. learn more about it, and maybe come out to some matches because I mean I was that guy that took it as a class in college, and it's a blast. Yeah. You know, it, it's fun, it really but is. we could always enjoy it a little bit more. And like I said, I had no idea that that we had such a big program building here in town. So thanks for doing that for the city and for the college. No problem. And 
yeah, we just we hope it keeps going. We yeah. we do see you guys in that top tier. You bet. And our basketball, so, I got to promote them. Uh, Kareem Richardson, we took. He's a was the assistant under um, Louisville when mm-hmm. they won the national championship, and they hired him just extend his contract. So keep your eye out for our basketball down at Municipal because yeah, they're making some waves. They're gonna. They'll probably be doing some good stuff here in the next year or two. Outstanding. Yeah. Well, Kendall, thanks so much for you taking bet. the time today. It's been a blast. Um, Thank looking you. forward to getting this out to everybody. Awesome. Thank you. All right. See you. Well, I don't know about you, but I'll be down at the plaza to watch some tennis this season. Not only that, but... I will definitely pay more attention to our hometown school. I hope you'll do the same. I look forward to bringing you another Casey Greats next week. And if you have an idea of someone that you think would make a great guest on the show that has a story that everybody in town should know about, please let me know about it. You can always send me your ideas or even your feedback to scott at caseygreats.com. As always, I hope you've enjoyed the show as much as I've enjoyed bringing it to you. I'm Scott. I'll see you next time.